Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Please welcome back Shannon Lanier. All right. After getting some fresh air and getting you guys to come back in from that wonderful weather, I'm glad you're here because we're going to lighten things up with what some call HR's most dangerous podcast. And hopefully, oh, yep, I see they have beers on hand here. So this won't be your buttoned up HR conversation. Oh, no. Watch out, HR pros, because <laughs> there's going to be some honest truth told on this stage today. So without further ado, please join me and welcome the Chad and Cheese Podcast! Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Yeah! Come on, bring it up! Come on! Give it up. There you go. Watch yourself. Watch Where, yourself. Where's Will? <laughs> he just threw his shoulder out, Will. Thanks. I think I pulled something. Now I've got to look for Workman's Comp. This is crap. Boom. Oh, good call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? If you don't know, ask your parole officer. This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. Joined as always. That's right, Chad Sowash. The linen to my McCartney. Chad Sowash is here. And we are excited to welcome to this stage, Larray Porter and Christy Spilka. Give it up, everybody. Boom. Who wants one? Don't take. There don't, we go. Don't take mine. Don't take mine. Yeah, you, Chad had a special, so special one. Yeah. 
You guys don't have any? What's going on? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, ISIM said everyone would have one. Sorry about that. Sorry about I that. think that was supposed to be at six. I'm not sure. Can we turn the spotlight down on Chad's head? I don't want him to blind anybody. <laughs> By the way, is Torin still here? Oh, yeah, Torin, there's a golden girl with uh, missing some glasses. You might want to return those later, <laughs> later in the day. How's it going, ladies? Good. How about Cheers. Good. Cheers. Cheers. Everyone's mad at us because we don't. Oh, that beers. sucks. So is that good? That's delicious. That's good. That's good beer. That's uh, Nevada's finest right there. UNLV grad, by the way, in case anyone wants to know. Former cheerleader at UNLV. Go Rebels. So for those that don't know us, this is Chad. I'm Cheese. We are the Chad and Cheese podcast. If you want to learn more, go to chadcheese.com. If you haven't gotten a t-shirt... At the registration desk, we have every size possible. Get your free t-shirt. If you put it on the socials, we'll give you a shout out on the weekly show. How's that sound? We'll see. And we'll mention your company, maybe. Get you some free advertising. Now, for those that don't know these lovely ladies, let's do a quick Twitter bio before we get into the Q&A. Lorraine, you can go first. Lorraine Porter with Penn Entertainment. I'm the director of HR Systems. Hi, everyone. I'm Christy Spilka. I am the VP and Global Head of Talent Acquisition at iSIMS. Excellent. Give it up for them. All right. Make them feel good. We don't have a lot of time. Let's dig into this. Okay, so we've talked about a lot today, and a lot of it, well, a good amount of it revolving around tech, but there's a lot of noise in the space today, dealing with the tech side, dealing with just process automation side, all of it. So... Lorraine, I'll start with you. How do you get through the noise? I mean, you have a lot to deal with, a lot, a lot of shit to deal with during the day, right? How do you stay in tune with what's happening, or do you, or, or can you not? You just have to focus on what you have in front of you. I think it's a combination of both. Um, on a daily basis, yes, I do have to focus on what's in front of me and keeping all the systems running, keeping all our properties happy. Um, but as things pop up and initiatives come up, with whether it's TA or something else, then you have to go out into the market and find what's out there, what's relevant. It's nice that there's so much out there, but it also makes it difficult because there's so many different variables and it's always changing. So what I've seen last year that may have worked well for one circumstance isn't going to work again this year. More importantly, how many sales calls do you get a day from vendors? <laughs> Not many. Not many? No. There's well, an opportunity, sales guys and gals <laughs> out there. Her phone is ready for your calls. That's one of the beauties of going remote is my office phone no longer exists. So I just have my cell phone and not very many. So do you rely on friends, colleagues? Do you podcasts. go to, do you go to podcasts? Do you go to podcasts. websites where reviews are yes. all, all the above? Yes. A lot of networking, getting to know people in the industry like today. So, you know, later on down the line, if I need something and they're in an industry similar to ours, I know I can reach out to someone and get some information. Christy, same, same question. I know you have a tech stack. I get it. But not all the, it's, it's not, all points are not all covered always, right? I mean, come on now. Um, so Al's like, where are you going do? with this? What do you do? A lot, actually. Um, I listen to your podcast, number one. Yay. Brownie points. <laughs> Such a suck up. I love Jeez. It. I love it. <laughs> 
Um, and of course, I get a lot of information, you know, being at ISIMS, uh, especially, you know, with Raya and our data insights reports that you guys heard earlier. That's always fabulous. Um, and then outside of that, I'm the uh, board president at ATAP, the Association of Talent Acquisition Professionals. And we do a lot of work there as well to connect the community and really have conversations about what's happening in TA uh, so that we can all support each other as we advance talent acquisition. So we're the uh, final entertainment for the day. You've been through all of the sessions. What stood out? What blew your mind? What was like? What are your takeaways from the uh, conference so far, Lorraine? I would definitely say um, a lot of what Rhea talked about really rang true and also surprised me. You know, when she talked about how the younger generation is really looking for stability, that really surprised me. I think we were all under the assumption that they weren't, that they're a carryover of millennials. Um, and so it's really taking a look at who we're hiring and how we need to hire them. So that's that was great information. So let me uh, piggyback on that before uh, we get to Christy. So you, you hire everything from a baker to an Android developer. That's a broad spectrum of folks. How do you navigate that? How do you message that? How do you target those different audiences? How do you create processes? Make sense of it for us. Yeah. Well, I think the thing to remember is that there's got to be a, a, a general process that everyone can somehow customize that works for them. So where a property may have one process when they have a lot of frontline openings, the team that's hiring for vice presidents has a different process, but the basic steps along the way are still within a standard process. Christy, your takeaways from the show? So many. I mean, it was a great day, right, everybody? I mean, amazing speakers. Awesome. Give it up so for us, Sam. So good. Uh, so many takeaways. I loved hearing about uh, CXM coming from Al. I'm really excited about that. Uh, I think the ability to pipeline our talent and engage our talent and build those healthy and diverse talent pipelines is more critical than ever. It's always been important, um, and it's ever more so. So I'm really excited about that. The interesting you know, facts we heard from Raya today on the Data Insights report, uh, that was interesting. And um, you know, what we also found is over the last three years, uh, the difference in compensation between the expectation of early grads and what HR professionals are looking to pay um, actually was smaller a few years ago, increased rapidly, and then has compressed again. So I uh, found that to be pretty interesting. And Torin always gives a great, mm -hmm. a great talk. Takes um, us to church all Amazing, the time. Yeah. always. So uh, inspirational. So um, overall, just, you know, a fabulous day today. So you have the inevitable position where you get to use all this tech that iSIMS has at your disposal. And I assume even start testing some things and getting feedback or giving feedback on stuff that, that's going on. Not everyone has all those tools. So if you could break down everything from texting to video to custom messaging, like what are a few things that, that employers should definitely look at doing? What are the tools that are invaluable to you getting the right people in those seats? Oh my gosh, I think we're going to need like a couple of hours to hit that topic, but... Um, we're going to extend, kind of we're extending, <laughs> we need more beer. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be cutting and more champagne hour. too. <laughs> um, you know, to break it down to a few things, I think, you know, your applicant tracking system is really important. Um, and looking at the way that you're creating efficiency, looking at the way that you're creating engaging experiences with candidates that are coming through the process, monitoring that candidate experience. We heard earlier in the session today that you know, we're worried about what's going to happen in candidate experience with some of the layoffs that we've seen. So really looking at how you can ensure that you've got quality there uh, is going to be really important. Video is always amazing. I know we've talked about video recently. We use video a lot in our uh, internal TA team. 
Uh, we have it on our career site. We just did a whole career site refresh, by the way, so check us out at isims.com. Um, but, you know, we have it in all of our nurture campaigns, too. So going into your CRM and creating email campaigns with video, that's really going to set you apart. We heard one of our customers earlier talking about uh, the importance of that and creating those experiences to really highlight their culture. I think that's going to be uh, critical as well. So talk about, it sounds like, ISIMS has almost like an internal skunk works <laughs> that's happening, right? And, and, and you would be perfect and your team are perfect to, to lead that. Uh, I'm sure Lorea is very envious. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that because you're building products, obviously for yourselves, right? But something that you can actually productize for the entire market. Talk a little bit about that and how you guys impact the build to actual technology and future technologies and processes. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a part of my job that I love. I've been a customer for more than nine years, so I was a big iSIMS fan. Uh, even before I came to work for iSIMS, I've implemented uh, three times over numerous companies. And so um, I've got a good amount of experience in leveraging our products. And our team gets to all be a part of Customer Zero at iSIMS. Uh, where we get to give feedback to the product team. You know, I have the chance to sit down with Al and talk about, oh, what's, what's coming up this year and what are we working on? And let's talk about uh, some of the feedback from our internal talent acquisition team. Um, all of our team members have the opportunity to participate in that. And it's been great to be customer zero and, and help to have those conversations. Lore, you were just talking about the ability, I mean, really, to, to be able to somewhat customize the process because obviously high volume is different than executive, et cetera, et cetera. But you're also looking at a very fluid market. The landscape's changing all the time. I mean, we're talking about how, you know, the economy, we have no clue what it's doing one week, next week, first part of the week, second part of the week. So how do you plan for that, that next change? How, how, how can you be nimble? Is it, is it really hard with today's tech or is it much easier than it has been in the last few years? Um, I will say with iSIMS, it does make it a lot easier because I do have the capability to make a lot of changes on the fly when I want to. Um, when I get feedback from different properties or different recruiters that just say, this isn't working or how can we fix this or I wanna do this, I can go in and do it myself I can play with it, I can test it, they can test it out and say, okay, it does work, it's working better, can we change this, can we change that? So it's really just um, working with the users out there, getting their feedback and testing things out, you know, seeing does this work, how can we make it better? Fortunately, in the gaming industry, they're used to taking risks and doing things <laughs> that, uh, you know, aren't normal not for so most much. people. Yeah, very heavily regulated. Yes. Yeah. Good. D and I. Uh, was a was a focal point of today's uh, content. What are each of you doing in terms of targeting diverse uh, diverse communities, bringing more people into the fold? I'll let uh, Christy start because I know that we talked about it earlier. Yeah, we do uh, we do a lot of work in this area. Um, like I said earlier, you know, we put a really big focus with our career site refresh on uh, making sure that we had videos, um, you know, that were representing our culture and who we are as an organization and our focus on DE&I. Uh, we actually created a whole new page on our website as well on the career site to talk about um, the focus that we have in that area. Um, we do a lot of work. Uh, we um, leverage a third party as well to help us 
us ensure that we have inclusive job postings. Uh, so every single one of our job postings, before it goes up on our career site, it gets a score. And anything below like a 95% score is not getting on our career site. So we take that really seriously. Um, we is that an internal tool that's built into iSIMS? Third party. Third party, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, we do a lot of work with, uh, we, we leverage performance-based hiring. Uh, we have what we call alignment meetings rather than like, you know, intake meetings where we're really aligning on the opportunity. Uh, what are the critical things this person is going to do to be successful in this role? And then we really help partner with our hiring managers on um, what are those things that, that the candidate, you know, should bring to the table and what are those areas where maybe we can train someone. Uh, so it's a really, it's a very inclusive process and we're very thoughtful on the approach all the way through the entire hiring process. She says third party tool, I say future acquisition. Am I right, Alan? <laughs> They're testing Laura, it. They're Laura, testing Where's it. my M&A yeah. people? Yeah. <laughs> so very similar to what Christine Isom's is doing. You know, it, it's a, it's a non-stop ongoing evolution of, of things that you need to look at. And I think someone brought up today that um, it doesn't stop when someone's hired. And I think that's something you have to remember. It's not just at the hiring process. Yes, you have things in place to look at who you're hiring and how you're hiring them and metrics to report on that. But it's also important to think long term as far as what does everyone have to contribute to, to the organization, whether it be leadership programs or further um, development programs, mm -hmm. making sure all of those are inclusive as well. Let's, let's jump into the, the, the hard conversation. So generative AI, everybody loves it. They're playing with chat GPT, blah, 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 right? The thing is, it, it, it can be very helpful from an efficiency standpoint. But as, as Al Smith would say, there's a lot of poo out there. That's a quote from Al. His yes. mom is so proud yes, of him is, for yeah. using that language. Uh, so, but also taking the behavior that us humans have, which, are, which is incredibly biased. And one thing that AI can do is scale much better than any human can do. So as you're looking future scope, there's a lot of risk, but there's also a lot of reward. How do you guys approach that? I'll go, I'll, I'll go to you first, Lore. So I know you mentioned the gaming industry likes to take risks. Um, Some I heard, not that I would know first. <laughs> in the casino, yes. Um, when it comes to systems and processes like that with the risks, that's probably something we'd be in the background for and wait and see what happens. There's a lot of risk, like you said, for um, inaccurate messages um, that we wouldn't want to get out there, especially when it comes to gaming because we are so heavily regulated. So for me, it's really early and we'll think You're about it later. You're a fast follower, is that right? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say fast. Um, really, it, you know, we want to see what happens with others that are in similar industries before we jump all in. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. 
TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. From an AI perspective, I go back to Al's conversation earlier. Uh, he talked about being human-led and some of the principles that we focus on at iSIMS as it relates to AI. And I think a big part of that too is, uh, you know, to use the words that he shared as well, having that co-pilot. Um, having that human loop is going to be really important as we embark on this. Background checks were mentioned in Johnny Taylor's uh, presentation, which I didn't really come in thinking that would be a topic. But then when I think about how detailed your background checks need to be, and I look at social media and what's going on there, uh, we've got to wow. say at least TikTok once in our presentation wow. of what's going on. How do you guys look at background checks uh, specifically um, not just the state and you know county records, but beyond that with what people are doing online uh, and whatnot? I think it depends on the position. Um, okay. Background checks are definitely a necessity. A lot of our um, locations actually require licensing. So if you can't pass a background check, you can't get licensed, you can't work for us. So it's um, not something that we can be too flexible on when it comes to those situations. But depending on the, the, the position that someone's in, um, you know, depends on the level of background check that we'll go through. So the baker's not as detailed as... Head of finance? Yeah, head of finance, yeah. sure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for saving me on that one. <laughs> Christy? We follow, you know, uh, the requirements in that area of the world and our own internal guidelines and conduct background checks according to that. Do you look at social media content and what people are putting out there? Me? No. No. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> On the record, no. <laughs> They're always listening, Christy. <laughs> So, I'm seeing what you guys are doing on social media, you know, but that's about it. No, we, not <laughs> like you would ever we hire us. I mean, we don't need on. background checks. Yes. So, <laughs> or you wouldn't be here. We have our parole officers and our yeah. ankle bracelets. So process efficiency, we were talking about uh, application, mm -hmm. the ac application process, heard stats earlier, needs to be less than five minutes. 
that's awesome, but also over half of the applications are coming via mobile. Mm -hmm. So are we just trying to take the, the mobile process, make it shorter, or the desktop process, make it shorter, put it on mobile? Or are we really going to engage with chatbots and look at asynchronous apply as well? Lorraine, I'll go with you. So a few years back, we actually did look at our application process, and we saw that 50% were coming from mobile, and that a large number of them were dropping off at certain points. So we sat down, we said, what do we need to know now? What's the initial things? And we cut out at least 50% of the job of the application questions, cut out any forms, cut out anything that I could ask you later. What do I need to make a decision there? How hard was that? Were you, the, were you the, the determining factor of that, or did you have to go? I was not. Okay. Um, I had recommendations, but I worked with our TA team, because ultimately they're the ones using the system. I knew what I thought, you know, yeah. um, but I did work with them. The hardest part, I think, was coming to a consensus um, and getting everyone to agree on what are those critical questions. How long did that process take? Well, it got... Um, delayed by a little thing that happened in 2020. Oh, okay. Um, That'll do it. <laughs> but overall, I mean, it's something that I also did at my previous company. So I, I knew the process. And actually, there's someone in here, maybe Jamal, if he's in here. He helped me with my um, previous company when I went through that. And so he really helped me set the groundwork for this next time that I did it. Mm -hmm. So it could have been done very quickly, but it was pandemic consensus. You know, it's always not the top priority yeah. until it is the top priority. Mm -hmm. And it became the top priority when then we had to bring people back after the pandemic and we need to get them in fast. How can we do that? I'm like, guess what? Uh, <laughs> so Christy, you're part of the Skunk Works. Can I jump awesome. in here real quick okay, before we get to this? So I think this is an important important point. You mentioned of you the pre-screening. Well, obviously, a lot of people agree with me. Um, so the pre-screening questions where you lost people in the process of mobile when you looked at it. Because certain ATSs, not this one that we're at currently, have a bad reputation of a bad mobile experience on their ATS. So I just want to get to a point where like, the pre-screening questions were where you got the, the point of people left and how you fix that to keep them going through the final destination. For us, a lot of it was that we had an iForm as the application. And so if you're on a mobile device, it's not as mobile friendly. So we took out the questions that we needed to ask and just built it into the profile and got rid of the form. Got it. So if you were on a desktop or a mobile device, you're still answering the same questions and you actually got a better experience on the mobile device. Cool. Gotcha. So on the skunk work side of the house. Customer zero. Huh? Customer zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Customer zero. <laughs> I like skunk works better. Sounds great. Uh, so are, are you using, are you thinking about using async? chat to be able to go through application process because somebody could be applying on the bus and then they have to get up on off on their stop and then they wait till they get home and then they finish the application what's the what are you guys doing what are you guys doing internally customer zero yeah, I know we heard uh, in Al's conversation earlier talking about this with our chatbot and some of the work that we're doing there. So um, absolutely, we plan to adopt that and leverage that to have a fast apply process. And like you said, ISIMs, we're, we're great with the mobile application experience already. Mm -hmm. um, and internally, we make sure that we have a really fast process for people to apply as well. Okay. And we can track that, which is great. In the ATS, I can see exactly what my drop-off rate is at any given time, how long it's taking to apply, and, and having that data at your fingertips is really critical. So what about other things like onboarding? 
and being able to take that chat process to, to, to onboarding and async or maybe even synchronous. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's very interesting. Um, and we also leverage, you know, Video Studio Video and all different things to keep people engaged throughout process as well to ensure that we have a very low drop-off rate during the onboarding process. Upscaling is a hot topic now. Uh, people would rather uh, grow talent in-house as opposed to recruiting because that's more and more challenging. Talk about opinions on upscaling as from your company's perspective, what you guys are doing on an upscaling um, strategy and maybe what you're looking to do in the future. Lorraine? So, you know, we've always had a pretty strong internal transfer process and I think that's a form of upscaling where you can look to grow in other areas of the business and so that's always worked out, worked well. Um, we've also increased the talent and development um, offerings mm -hmm. for those who want to grow, whether it's in or outside, whether it's be mentoring programs. So we've really tried to work on a diverse number of options as far as people who want to grow. Is it in-house? Is it third party? Yeah. It's in-house. In-house. Talk about the internal mobility, because most companies, I mean, it's been, it's now a new buzzword, mm -hmm. internal mobility. Yeah, let's take care of people, let's move people through. Talk about that. Talk about How horrible. That. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're losing people. How is that happening? I don't know. They... Talk about that. Did you see attrition happening? You're like, we see, we know this is an issue, or was this just a part of the culture from day it's one? It's always been a part of the culture. Um, we always look internally, especially when it comes to our upper level positions. Yeah. We're always going to look internally at who's who's been with us, who's been working for us and performing for us. You know, we know exactly who they are and what they can do. Let's go to them first before we go to externally, even if it is moving them across country. Let's talk about work from home, remote work real quickly. You have a lot of employees that can't work from home. Uh, I assume probably aside from tech, and you can tell me where, where the at, or remote is and where they're not. You, on the other hand, probably can go almost totally remote if you want to. So you first, what, talk about the challenges of, of remote work. Where does PIN uh, stand on hybrid versus back to the office versus remote? And then the advantages that you have uh, in a work from home environment that others don't? So I think Penn, not I think, I know Penn is very flexible. So it comes down to what does the business need? So if in our interactive division, they are all remote or there's a small number that need to be in the office, there is no black and white as far as who needs to be remote and who doesn't. It's really about what the business needs, what the leader needs, what they're comfortable with. So does the manager decide what the team, like at what level does, is it decided where you can be remote or not or hybrid or what days you come in? Who decides I'd say that? the leader of that. Area. Okay, manager. But not like like the GM can't say that at my property. But there's been no be CEO <laughs> mandate of saying we're all hybrid or we're all it's 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 no, at a ground level of what the team needs. To yeah, do the message has always been that he trusts his leaders, and so um, they've you know decided for themselves what they thought worked best. And was that decided from the top down, or did you ask our ask your employees what would you prefer to do, and they told you, and then you adapted that? It was both. It was both. We did have conversations, town halls. Um, where we talked about it, he heard feedback from everyone, including his leaders. That's great. Yeah. Christy? So I think, you know, in, even in some of the data we saw today, flexibility is really important for people. Um, having the opportunity to have hybrid in many cases, because a lot of folks um, like remote and a lot of folks like on-site 
and many uh, enjoy hybrid work as well. And so I think um, there's no really one size fits all approach. One of the things that we did uh, a while back on our career site and internally is we added that um, as a column when you're searching for a job so that you understand exactly uh, the work type of that position, which has been really helpful as well because I think transparency is also really important. When people are looking for jobs, they want to know uh, what that's going to look like for them. And does the new hrjobs.isims.com site have remote <laughs> or non-remote in the job postings? That's a really good question. We're going to have to check that out. We'll give some By the way, customer zero. they're talking about this site. I'm thinking, a job what a great sales tool. <laughs> Think about all the HR people that they can sell iSIMS to from the site. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm cynical. I'm cynical. Sa Salesjobs.isims.com. Sales customer like, service jobs. HR jobs. I think I've seen this before. <laughs> I think I've seen this before. Uh, so $8.5 trillion in lost revenue because positions aren't getting filled. Mm -hmm. Why are we not taking this to the C-suite and getting more budget so that we can get better tech stacks, so that we can get better resources? Are we finally getting the data that we need to start making the business case? Because we've been talking about cost for hire forever and CEOs mm -hmm. don't even know what the hell that is. And they don't care because that's not something they can sell to their board, right? But they can sell this number. It's huge. So do you feel like all these data points are, are finally coming together for us as, as an industry so that we can sell it and we can start to be at the big table and talk about the big discussions? A hundred percent. And how often have you gone to a conference or listened to something online and heard people talk about putting together a business case for, for investment or whatever? Like, yeah. we don't talk about it enough, I don't think. I no. think it's a really important topic. Um, it'll actually be in uh, plug. Check out my career site session tomorrow uh, where we'll be going through putting together a business case to get investment in your career site. Um, but I do think the data that was shared today is amazing. Um, you know, jot that down, bring that back to the business because ultimately... Uh, that is how, you know, we can continue to get investment. Um, I've done that in my own, you know, various organizations over the years in yep. TA to say, here's what I'm looking to do. Here's why it's important. Um, and here's the value that we'll get back as an organization. And I think we're, we're getting there because the leaders are seeing the effects. You know, you don't necessarily have to show them the actual dollar amount, but they're actually seeing the effects in, in not being able to do things. And this hasn't really affected us, but how many businesses do you see that can't open on Monday? because they can't hire people. Well, if you had maybe more resources to hire people, maybe you could get people in there. So people are now seeing the actual effects of it, not only the dollar amounts. Seat at the table, Chad. Mm -hmm. We're out of time. Let's hear it for Christy and Lorraine. We are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Get your t-shirts before they run out and check us out at chadcheese.com. Chad, it's in the can. It's done. We yeah. out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. 
And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.